for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi, I'm so glad that you can join us here at Living Life. Uh, my name is Mike, and I get to share with you lessons that we will be learning through the book of Job. Uh, you know, as I'm getting older, I realize that my circle of friends has been coming smaller and smaller. You know, as you know, people are getting older, they're focused on raising their families or perhaps focused on their jobs or their careers. And as my circle of friends are getting smaller, I'm realizing that there are qualities to these friends that I really appreciate and what I look for in a friend. An important quality that I look for is someone who is compassionate, a person who is a good listener, a person that is very loyal. And those are qualities that I see in my close group of friends that I have right now that will listen to me and I know that will do anything for me because I know that we have that deep kind of friendship. And what we'll be looking at is one of the three friends of Job, and we'll see the kind of role that he plays in his life, the things that he says, and the, through that, I hope that we will evaluate um, who we have as our friends, and are we that kind of friend to other people as well, as we continue in our study of Job. <music> Job chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. Then Zophar the Namathite replied, Are all these words to go unanswered? Is this talker to be vindicated? Will your idle talk reduce others to silence? Will no one rebuke you when you mock? You say to God, My beliefs are flawless and I am pure in your sight. Oh, how I wish that God would speak that he would open his lips against you and disclose to you the secrets of wisdom, for true wisdom has two sides. Know this, God has even forgotten some of your sin. Can you fathom the mysteries of God? Can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are higher than the heavens above, what can you do? They are deeper than the depths below, what can you know? Their measure is longer than the earth and wider than the sea. If he comes along and confines you in prison and convenes a court, who can oppress him? Surely he recognizes deceivers, and when he sees evil, does he not take note? Now, as we find ourselves in chapter 11 in the book of Job, we see an encounter with the third friend of Job. And he is one of the friends that speaks the least, but he has a lot to say in those few words. And he basically criticizes Job for his faith and for his lack of repentance. And, you know, we all have opinions when it comes to certain views or certain circumstances. And we see that Job's friend here, his name is Zophar, and he has an idea of why all these things are happening to Job in the circumstance that he's in. 
Uh, and what he basically tells Job was that he deserves far worse from God. That what he's endured is basically just a little bit of what should have been even more. And I can't imagine what Job must have been feeling when he heard those words um, coming out of his mouth. Because out of his three friends, uh, we speak, we see that uh, Zophar, he speaks uh, what is like gut punches into Job and into his life. And so these words are very arrogant and he's very confrontational when he approaches Job. And so these words that he uses are very extreme and they are arrogant, they lack compassion, and he's very judgmental in how he approaches his friend. And instead of trying to see things through his eyes, uh, but instead he immediately puts himself as though he is in the position of God and he begins to accuse Job of wrongdoing. And it seems like he's had enough. He's fed up with all the, the innocence that Job has been proclaiming um, all throughout this time. And in his mind, all of Job's complaining just show that he's just a man of talk and that he shouldn't be vindicated. That's his way of thinking throughout this entire process. And this leads to Zophar rebuking Job for the words that he shares. And uh, we get a sense here that uh, Zophar here is uh, a friend that lacks a lot of patience when it comes to dealing with him. And it's remarkable that, you know, his friends stayed silent for seven days and they didn't speak or say one word. But after hearing uh, Job's story, they become convinced that Job has committed a sin and that he's brought this upon himself. And the more Job stubbornly denies it, the more frustrated and the more angry uh, that these friends are, are getting uh, throughout this process. And the conversation is starting to heat up and now he starts to direct his accusations at Job. And unfortunately, Zophar is a horrible comforter. He is not a man of compassion. You know, as Christians, may we learn from his mistake and may we learn to take the time to listen to what people um, have to say that we, are, we will not be quick to assess the situation or to give advice, but to listen uh, to what people are, are going through. Let's not be quick in making judgments on a person or on their situation. And I know that I've made that mistake many times. And above all, you know, we should be thankful that we have a Savior who is patient with us and has endured so much more suffering than we can imagine uh, in our lifetime. And as Zophar continues in his interaction with Job, he shares theology with him, but it's taken in the wrong context. And he teaches Job. He tells him about the total depravity of man. He shows that all men are sinners, and which is true. And then he talks about, you know, God's transcendence and how he is above and higher than um, any man that was created. And then Zophar tells him about 
the sovereignty of God and believes that it's best for him to accept this role and this fate uh, that God has placed him in and the punishment that he is receiving uh, at this moment. So he actually believes that God is giving him less than what he deserved. And um, what Zophar is basically doing is he's casting judgment um, upon his friend and he's acting like God in the situation um, at that moment. And Zophar has some choice words that he has to say and uses against his friend. Uh, he basically tells him, you are empty-headed. And he says that um, you know donkeys who are considered stupid animals are more likely to give birth to a human than for him to uh, obtain wisdom. And Zophar here is very insensitive uh, amongst all the friends that, that Job had. And I hope that that is a lesson for us to take, that we will learn to be sensitive, to hear uh, the voice and the words of, of those around us, especially those who are hurting, that they have a story, that they have something to share, and that it's our role, our responsibility to listen and to absorb all that before making any kind of decisions or helping them in, in that matter. So let's take that to heart as we study this section of God's Word. You know, a lesson that I learned very early on in life was to pray for godly friends. And, you know, due to circumstances that I was going through, uh, I really prayed and asked the Lord to give me uh, a faithful friend, a person that will understand what I go through and endure. And thankfully, I feel that God has placed those people uh, in my lives. And I hope that if you don't have that kind of friend, that you will be praying for them, praying that God will bring that kind of person into your life. But more than friends, I believe that what we need to learn here and take to heart is that we need to turn to Christ uh, with our circumstances, with our struggles, that He is the only one who understands and reaches out to us uh, during these difficulties that we endure. And so let's not forget that we have a high priest, that we have a mediator, a person that helps us to be brought into the presence of God, and His name is Jesus. Uh, and let's pray to Him at this moment. Uh, Father, thank You so much for Your Son, Jesus, uh, that hears us, that is patient with us. And I pray, O oh God, that we will turn to Him and that we will turn to our God uh, in these dark moments, and that though our friends may be precious, uh, we know, Lord, that you are more precious and more understanding than all the world and all the friends combined. And so we give you thanks, and we are so honored that you call us your children. And in your Son's name we pray, amen. Sing your soul, the and the pig in prosa, see